0: Stay fly.
1: I challenged my son to do something, and he he had flaked out on me, and I, I pushed him. You know, just like my father pushed me. And you know, she told the cops, uh, or, or the police, the courts that I was abusing him. You know why they call the projects a project? Because it's a project. This system is not broken. This is the way the system operates. Until we chant down Babylon, nothing will change. We can pray. We can march. We can wish. We can try to play
2: get along game. Hey, this is Seiko, Fly Guys, Seiko, from the Fly Guys podcast. There are times when I interview people that I really don't necessarily agree with, or I don't agree with all of their positions. This is one of those times. <laughs> uh, but enjoy the ride.
0: Stay fly, stay fly. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. That all, that all. The
2: views expressed on The Fly Guy Podcast by the guests of The Fly Guy Podcast are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is
3: Andre Thomas here on the Bold School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho vonners Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep
2: it to yourself. 3, 2, 1. It's your man DJ Psycho for another episode of the Fly Guys Podcast. We have a whole host of Fly Fathers on the pod tonight. Dan Tres. Dan Trez marvelous and a miserable
3: experience. Um, You know a marvelous moment that I had was uh, last year when um, Black Panther came out. We did a screening for Black Panther for my community Um, but what what was dope was we did an event where we had all these black martial artists um, meet and we did, uh, everybody did a demo and then we had like a panel discussion and then we did a workshop Um, and my sons, you know, they do Wushu so that's the first time me and my sons performed on stage we weren't together but we was on the same stage so that was like a really proud moment right it was like all the black martial artists in day in ohio and people came from all over it was it was a dope it was a dope turnout it was free you know the screening was free like it was just really it was like really dope um i, I was looking at the pictures of it the other day and i was just like man that was like very historical and it was a really marvelous marvelous moment for us and of course, the most miserable I talked about it last week when my oldest had cancer. That was like a really tough oh, man. A period.
2: Yo, so uh, Crumb, man. A marvelous and a miserable experience. Marvelous experience. I remember one time I was pushing my son and he broke
1: down crying. And I kind of just, you know, used that... Uh, use myself as a barometer Anytime my parents would have pushed me Or anybody for that matter And I started to cry I was like, okay You've reached that point Where you can go no further And he started crying So I just kind of let up on him I'm like, alright, well You know We'll uh, live to fight another day And even at his weakest moment He was like, no, 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 no no, I'm not done I'm not done You know, and At that particular point I realized That, that was a man I was dealing with He made me proud that day To where he was at his lowest point And still wouldn't give up You know um, I'm like, Dad. You know, I wish I had some of that. Um, my, that was marvelous. Miserable. I remember one time, me and the kids was out. You know, having a great time. And his mother uh, says to me, "You know, I'm so proud of you." And you know giving me glory and, and, and so on and so forth. But after a while I realized she was comparing me to the uh, the lowest of the low. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I don't take pride in being compared to the deadbeat dads. You know, compare me to an Obama, compare me to a Mandela, you know, don't compare me to the junkie across the street and then give me accolades based off that. So, you know, I was a little bit uh, discouraged based on, like, okay, the standard is not deadbeat dads. So to see a man with his child should not be a shocker. Uh, so, it, you know, that was really uh, something that bothered me um, in terms of a miserable moment in fatherhood. Question, was it a white woman? Uh, I can't really remember who, <laughs> what the woman looked like, but it just, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, hold on. The only reason she was impressed is because... You know, she's operating based off the assumption that, you know, the majority of our men are 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 no good. Or absent. And <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Stop uh, the cliche stereotypes. We're we gonna do
2: that today. Wow. Wow. Ponder, Chef Ponder, man, tell us about a marvelous yes, and a
0: uh, miserable experience you've had as a father. Um, I would say a marvelous experience would be uh <clears throat> would be uh, the, the time I, I got to see my um, son born um, we just had pulled out for deployment and he um, was due like weeks after we had uh, pulled out and uh, the admiral came in there in the kitchen and asked if I wanted to go home and, and see that happen and uh, I flew back and the day I landed uh, was the day he was born like it, it all worked out perfectly See that? so that, that was one of the most I think proud um Moments, um, I would say a a miserable moment when I was out without a job for a while, and I had to take a job down in Hawaii for a five month contract, and being away from my kids that long was was pretty miserable. But I had to go do what I had to do, you know, for the money situation, you know? um, and it just really sucked. They do that it was like no other option. So those are my two. Wow, wow Ed, we had a horrible
2: connection earlier Can you give yours again? Oh, I said uh,
4: My most miserable Was ushering in through middle school Because I was teaching middle school And I was like I can't have the same kind of urchin In my house (laughs) I said I can't teach him during the day And then have him at home And and it, it was that moment of Look, if you act as bad as they do You're going to die You're really going to die but I think the the most the most remarkable moment as a father is watching your kids get it. I know for me as an educator to to see my kids doing well and to see them get it and to actually have them verbalize to me and I and you know, in those moments where they're verbalizing, you know what? You were right. And to give you your glory while while you can give you your roses while Cause you can smell them, you know, and just to watch my kids just, 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 yeah, just succeed and keep pushing, and watching the like the, I guess for me that work ethic, the same work ethic my father gave me, the in watching, you know, and watching them, like I said, and actually the proudest moment for me is watching my son be a father to his son.
2: Mm. Wow,
4: it is! It's the most amazing thing to me ever, and to have that little sucker called, "Hey, Papa, where?" He always wants to know where the damn dog is, but can't call me grandpa. I'm not here for that, any of that. But
2: good stuff, good stuff. At the end of our conversation last week, Dan Tres and uh, Brother Crum here started a nice conversation dealing with um, fixing some of the problems we're having in fatherhood. And you know, Dan Trez only was saying things like, we need to step up, we need to be evolved And Crum was saying, we can't step up, we don't have stairs uh, There's some structural things, there's some systematic things that are in place And I wanted to really continue that conversation right now So um, why don't we start off with you, Crum, because I know you had a lot to say And we kind of shut you down a little bit last time uh, unmute yourself. But yeah, you were saying pretty much, you know, we can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps because we don't have boots. And I was, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That, that that was a uh, a
1: response that I quoted from Martin Luther King when someone approached them with the why don't you guys just pull yourself out by your bootstraps and it was like, okay, we don't have any boots. So, you know, we we have some fundamental issues. When we're seeing uh, our women, they're going to have several different institutional support systems. She's going to have TANF, she's going to have HUD, she's going to have food stamps, she's going to have, you know, uh, public assistance, so on and so forth. We're not going to see those open arms of support in terms of our men so if we as a community really want our men to step up we're going to have to get behind them
2: Hmm. is that so very different from what you were saying dan trez
3: i just want to say that um i never said anything that diametrically opposed anything that crumb was saying I, I, i didn't even i didn't even say that oh this is the solution that's going to fix our community I just asked for one simple thing for Buzz to step up. That's all I asked. I wasn't saying that that's going to fix all our problems. It's going to get Trump out of office. Anything, anything like that. I was just <laughs> saying, you know. Um, that being said, that being said, um, when I was a young father, I remember. Shout out to Husky Muhammad for this one. Shout out to that brother. And I don't know if he still works for this organization, um, but I know that every state has one. It's called the Fatherhood Initiative. And I know there's one in Virginia. There's one here in Ohio. Um, and I'm actually going to go through a 15 week course um, w- with them, and pretty much what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be setting up workshops, you know, helping fathers really um, learn how to how to parent. Um, and the Fatherhood Initiative they do everything from you know teach parenting classes, um, get legal services, free legal services for gentlemen that need that, um, and they even have a program for returning citizens. Um, and returning citizens is the actual term for people that are coming out of jail. So um, they, you know, and they cover pretty much the gamut. They cover the gamut. So. Um, and, and and most counties actually have like a program in, within the county where you can actually go and take classes and things of that nature so I know that that's always happened and I know, again um, I know that I was part of the Imani I'm still a part of the Imani Foundation even though I'm not there physically present, um, but I also help, you know, I'm also on the African Elders Council here in Dayton, Ohio so um, we try to do as much as we can when it comes to mentoring young people um, and I know I spent pretty much most of my life mentoring young people on top of being an educator so um, And I'm not trying to get anybody's experience, but I've always had support. Like I've always had support, um, whether it's formal or informal, mostly, mostly informal, mostly from my elders and my community. A lot of it was informal. But I know, um, you know, the way I was the way I was raised. I know that parenting is a communal thing. It's not something that two people do. It's not something that one person does. It's something that um, you do as a community. Um it can't you cannot do it on your own. You cannot do it with just you and your partner. It has to be something that's community. But I just wanted to point that out. I wasn't try I wasn't diametrically opposed to anything from was saying. Because I do think there's there is a system that actually, you know, uh puts this, you know, enslaves us, you know, whether mentally, physically, economically, I, I hard, hardcore I agree with that. Good stuff, good stuff. Now you brought up the fact that it's not
2: a, you know, single thing or a two-parent thing, it's a village thing, it's a communal thing, and you always felt supported. So, Dan Trez has always felt supported. Ed, have you always felt supported? Crum, have you always felt supported in your fatherhood experience? And Ponda, well, you always felt supported? Let me just uh, answer that
1: really quickly, and I'm going a, I'm to a pass the talking stick. You know, um, us as a people... That is the issue with us. We are very individual and we do not think collectively. There were black slave masters doing slavery. That doesn't mean the average slave could become a slave master. If you have a, a particular individual experience, that has nothing to do with the collective experience of our people. Sure, I may have met a, uh, a a great white guy, but collectively, that has nothing to do with anything in the world. We must get away from an individual uh, uh, aspect and operate Uh, uh, with the understanding of the collective you had a great experience fine that means nothing it means nothing and in addition that's what the the, that's what the beast is going to use to uh to uh, make an excuse malcolm x said the same thing malcolm x spoke the collective and 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 every time they went somebody to attack him, it was a person who had an individual experience and tried to use the exception to negate the overall rule (laughs)
4: Ed, did you feel supported as a father? (laughs) I did. And I was probably support system for a lot of, you know, for a lot of people because I guess as a teacher, as a coach, um, I've always had this village concept. And I have had, I've raised many kids other than my own, other than my own and just off of, you know, my kid's friends um need anybody you know any kid that comes in close enough that that you know that's close to me you know what I'm saying i don't kids don't go hungry kids are, you know i'm always asking the same questions. you know just do your homework have you done this you know what do you need right now what's going on you know i'm always making sure that kids are good you know and so i've always been that and people have always been there for me like when when Charmaine was going through some uh, <clears throat> growing things, I'm like, okay, so those are some of the questions that I can't answer. And I had women in my life that stepped up and said, okay, you know, come here, baby, and and handle that. So it's always been a support thing for me. And it's always been that village thing for me because we are in this, you know, I figure, I, I guess maybe I've always been in a situation where either whether or not it was church, whether or not it was doing, uh, I guess, as a staff or, or as you know, a, a family. You know, we always we're in this thing together. We're raising everybody's kids because we all. Because you know what, we I go through the concept that we can all win. Mm. That's the whole, the whole point. Is we want all of our kids to win and be succeed and be successful. We don't want to lose any kids. We don't want to. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to see a kid fail.
2: Right, 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 right. So you felt supported, Dan Trez, You said that you felt supported. Crumb, your, your point is interesting. You're saying that we can't use our experiences individually as exceptions when, in general, fathers are not getting the support they need to thrive. Is that your point? Injustice anywhere means injustice
1: everywhere. Unless we all free, ain't none of us free. How can we get freedom? We must act as the same way the jews did we must act as the same way uh, all of europe did until we come together and on on a united front they will pluck us off one by one wow
2: you're saying we need to use the european as a standard
1: a- absolutely we we saw whether europeans weren't nothing as 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 french they weren't nothing as a german they weren't nothing as italian but when they came together under the concept that we all white
2: oh the whole world shifted then all right, so if we're going to use that Voltron experience, where we all come together and, you know, make the, the mighty Voltron, how can we do that with fatherhood so that we can address some of the problems that are impacting fatherhood? Well, actually, I can speak to that. Because
4: one of the things that I find most annoying to me is that everybody, right, present-day fathers, we, especially fathers, young men that don't have an example or did not have a constructive example of a father present, they think you can't talk to my kids, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole moment. And so, if you're telling me as a member of the community, I can't speak to your kid or I can't correct your kid, then we're going to fail. Until the point where you know, when we grew up you corrected any kid that was misbehaving oh I correct kids on the bus I correct kids on the subway I'm not scared you're not gonna whoop my ass <laughs> you might think you, it ain't gonna be no easy win I, I told a kid before you You might think it's gonna be an easy win but you won't you get your whole ass whooped for real I'm not turning in my black man card I'm not turning in my black father's card hell no I whoop your whole ass you gonna do what I said and it's not even because, and I talk and until we get to the point where we can tell, we can mentor young fathers and we can say to our kids, look, I'm not correcting you because I'm trying to disrespect you. Correction is not disrespect. Correction is because I care enough to correct you in the stupidity that you're doing. So that's my job. And until we all take that oneness as a community and be like, yo, we're not going to let our kids go out here in the world acting a complete fool. I don't care who you belong to Come here baby Don't do that Real talk Then we're gonna We're gonna continue to struggle Until we as a collective kids, is right Yo Until we can come together As a collective And say look This is what we're gonna do And this is what's gonna ha- Has to happen And there are no exceptions Real talk What happened to that standard What happened to the standard What were you told as a child About education You had to be How many times better Oh twice as better I was told
2: three times what else? <laughs> that's because your family was bougie
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right I, I thought all you have Tony is a bougie Yeah, that's true <laughs> Black and bougie, that's our mascot
2: that <laughs> Your I got a facelift, don't do that <laughs> Well, um, okay. So, number one, we must stop believing that we cannot act as fathers to other people's children. What's the second thing? You know, what's the next thing that we can do? And what's interesting is what we're saying is what Danny was saying and what Crum was saying. So, yeah, your y- Danny was right. They're, they're not. They're not opposed. There were different ways of saying the same thing. All right. So, all right. So we gonna have to act like everybody's pops. What else can we do?
3: Make, I, so I was gonna say I was gonna say that um you know one thing we do need to do and I learned this I learned this from Sekou I learned this from Mosquita I learned it from you know your dad I learned that um you have to be of service to others you really 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 do you really have to be a service to others And I think Ed kind of alluded to this um and it's something that I kind of like I saw you I saw you guys do it and I didn't you so I kind of like had a blueprint but it was something that happened for me organically. Um, and that was being the service that was being being somebody's parent, being somebody's father. Like, and um, I know there are times when I have students that will tell me, you know, you're like a father to me, and I'm like, whoa, stop right there, time out. You know, I, I only got four kids, but yes, there's sometimes when you have to be, you have to be assertive, you have to be that, you know, that parent. And I think probably one of the reasons, you know, one of the many reasons why we didn't homeschool was because we wanted to be that example, right? We wanted to be that 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 person that said, hey, you know what, I'm a dad. And I'm going to look out for you. You know, I'm going to be your uncle, you know. um, And, you know, during the summers, during graduation, i show up for graduations because, you know, their folks weren't there. So those just those little things, you got to be of service to others. You know, you have to be really willing to um, not just be a a dad to your kids, but also be like Ed was saying to other kids. So you have to be of service. And a lot of times that happens informally, right? Um, And I think we need to figure out ways to do that formally, right? So when you have like the Imani Foundation, and how we mentored young people. Uh, you had ENROPA, you know, um, which is like a national rights of passage organization. Right. You know, joining a rights of passage organization in your city. Uh, what I've learned is all major cities have a rights of passage organization. You just have to find it and sign up uh, because they need as many of us to step up to the plate as possible. And also, um, when I'm, you know, when we mentor, it shouldn't just be like, you know, middle school, you know, high school, elementary. There'll also be um, uh, men of college age. Because they need it, they needed probably much more than those that are in, say, for example, high school, right? Um, they probably need that more so uh, because they're not in a position where they're not in a situation where they can be mentored, my man, particularly black men. So we need to reach out to college-age men as well and mentor them because they're about to become fathers themselves. They're about to, you know, start raising families. You know, usually a couple of years after they get out of college. So that we need to do that as well. Wow, okay, so we have, we must be
2: fathers slash mentors to other folks, kids and young adults, and we have to be of service to others. Uh, All right, and I'm also thinking, you know, Dan, you were saying that uh, last time that you just wanted us to start showing up at some of the PTA meetings. And this took me back to an organization called Fit fathers and training here in virginia beach it's that fatherhood initiative that you're talking about so in, in the you know in seven cities we have one in each city in virginia beach is fathers and training and they have a motto of um be present be a protector and be a provider be yeah Be a provider, be a protector, and be present in that order. Be a provider, be present, and be, no, I'm sorry, it was be present, all right, be a provider, and be a protector in that order. That's the order that it said. And that's kind of what you were talking about in terms of with the PTA meeting. If we can be more present, I think then we can start dealing with some of the structural inequalities and some of the other governmental problems that are preventing some of our fathers from being the fathers that they want to be so yeah definitely we have to be present when they talked about you know providing they weren't necessarily saying you had to be the household provider because if you didn't live with your child you know there's someone else who's truly providing something for them but you can provide to that provider and it's something that you have to do they have to be very obvious about you have to provide to that provider And that's what they taught with uh, Fathers in Training. And protect, it doesn't mean that you're going to be the superhero and put on your Iron Man suit. It meant that, you know, when they're dealing with some things, you're going to give them advice that protects them from harm. Whether they listen to that advice or not, whether you're going to get some flack because you ain't been in their lives and now people are saying, who are you to say anything? You ain't been around. As long as you keep giving good advice that will protect them from harm, at some point they'll start listening. So the thing was, you know, be present. Be a provider and be a protector. Uh Crumb, you've had a really interesting fatherhood experience, right? All right, all right, right. Let's talk about that, man, because your children don't live with you. So how is it a little different? Because I know that uh, you know, with Eddie, his kids live with him, you know, my kids live with me. Dan Trez, your kids live with you. What's the challenges of being a father when your children don't live with you?
1: Well, I think a large part of it is, you know, the social workers. Our women have been encouraged to uh, part part ways with the men, you know, and um, I think you were kind of speaking to that to a certain degree. You know, you were defining these things. And, you know, even though I know you speak from a practical individual point, when we're dealing with these people who are most more so... Uh, following the government you know being a provider has nothing to do with anything except a monetary contribution I don't care if you're the greatest dad in the world if you don't give them what they deem uh, 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 righteous then you're a deadbeat dad you know and these are some of the things that a lot of our young men are going to find out early who may be with a woman who is more so going to go with whatever uh dominant society says you know and i personally feel as if i've been a victim of that you know um so it's definitely been a hard struggle when you're dealing with uh you know people who are going to go with the social worker people who are going to go with the you know uh the court system i um i I challenged my son to do something And he he had flaked out on me And I I pushed him, you know Just like my father pushed me And, you know, she told the cops uh, Or or the police, the courts That I was abusing him You know, so I understand A father's plight In terms of being uh, 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 active Because what we're going to see Is this being interpreted As toxic masculinity What we're going to see Is where your alpha males Like Malcolm X are going to die And your beta males Like Al Sharpton Are going to flourish <laughs>
2: oh. Whoa! Oh, uh, yeah, I got to clap for that. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> something right there. Wow! Wow! Uh,
4: I, I, you know what? I, I get that, and you know, I understand because I see that on a regular basis. And it, you know, the system is not designed for men to be successful. It's not. For as fathers, it's not. It's not. It's not designed for you to to be able. to But I tell you know. But you. But you said the right thing. You were right on. You were right on point. First of all, the ministry of presence is a powerful thing. And you know what? Be there when you can be there. You've never. I've seen kids like. So my godson. I got a godson whose father ain't nowhere to be found. I ain't seen that Joker since baptism. Just dedication. And guess what? But every time they have men in schools at his school, what is he in third grade, fourth grade, I show up and I stay as long as I can and I follow his classes and to the point where I know the kids in his class and I've checked a couple of them in class and they know when I walk in the room or I'll just show up at his school, I'll just show up at his school. Baby, what are you doing? I told Lily Monty, I said, sweetie, Miss Destiny. I said, sweetheart, you talk too much. Why don't you let her? <laughs> and I gave them homework. I gave them homework. <coughs> the teacher gave them homework. I said, so here's your extra assignment. Make sure it's on there. Hmm. I, said, I said, you explain to your teacher what is so important that you have to talk about that you want to interrupt her lesson. Since you know so much in the third grade that you have to talk, and the teacher don't get to talk, no man. But guess what? It's a it's about showing up. And when you talk about, and we have to teach fathers how to be present. And it's not always about oh the don't be present for the big stuff. No, 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 for the little stuff. So if I got a, for real, if you got a problem in school, and to, and also so, and I'm saying this because the new position I'm taking. Is Part of it is graduate support And so once I transition kids To their next step I'm also providing graduate support To students and parents Because a lot of parents So if I'm taking I'm transitioning kids to These uppity bougie Predominantly white uh, Prep schools And so I have to be able to make sure That parents can advocate for their kids A lot of it's not the parents don't want to advocate They don't know how they don't know how to walk into this situation and say, okay, so this is what my child has presented to me and this is what I think needs to happen. And so how are we going to make this happen? Wow. 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 So, and, okay. that's, and that's part of the that I stay in DC. That hey I stay class. in the hey city class. because hey. my last homeroom in DCPS, you know, those those kids, those parents don't necessarily I I realize that in the underserved communities in our cities. It's not that parents don't want the very best for their kids, but guess what? A lot of people don't know how to advocate
2: for their kids. Okay. Okay, let, let's take that point. And look, we have five minutes left. So we have brothers who are in a similar situation as Crum. So I'm going to start with Dan Trez. I'm going to go to uh, Chuck and... Then uh, we'll, we'll head back to you Kron, man. We need to give some solutions For those brothers who are in that same situation And I'm going to start off by saying Be present Provide And protect And I know it's not going to be the ultimate Cure all, it's not a panacea But I've seen situations where brothers Who are in similar s- situations to you If they're present Even if they can't provide If they're present ah. Then things start moving and then once they're able to provide, but the key thing is they have to be present before any of this works. Because the fathers who have the money, they throw the money at the families and they always pay child support, but they're not present, they still deadbeat dads. Uh, Dan Tres, uh, we got brothers who are dealing with situations
3: just like Chrome. What do you say? Um, two things, first of all. Number one, to the fathers, really to the fathers, um, two things for them ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's people, and brothers in the community, that are willing to help you. Um, number two, um, sign up for the Fatherhood Initiative. Um, they do a lot of great. They got to do a lot of great work, and they got our people working in those in those positions. And, and the Fatherhood Initiative in Ohio, I know all the people here in my, my county, and they all look like us. So they're always willing to help. They're always willing to you know do an extra hand, formally and informally. Um, I want to address something that Crump said last week. That me and Rodney Sidney, who you should be having on your show, Seiko, who's a okay. social worker, and he actually writes children's books that deals with police brutality. Um, we always talked about how we need to see more black men in the classrooms. Um, there is, I think the number is 79% of the teachers in the United States are white women. That's a problem. That is a big problem. Um, and we need to get more of us in there. Um, I know, I know there's a money issue because, you know, being educated doesn't pay a lot. Um, I always tell people that if you <laughs> If you don't want to make any money, become an educator And we need to see more brothers become <laughs> educators or, real quick today, right. Can I say that real quick though?
4: But if they're going to have brothers in the classroom they, Every system claims to want brothers in the classroom But they don't know what that entails And if they They want they want that on a, a very scripted basis And they want to tell you How to be a black man in a classroom Hell no And I and fought that for years Guess what? You're not gonna. I'm not. I've, I've told people I'm not gonna teach like a white woman. I don't. I look stupid. <laughs> what you get is what you get. You get the brilliance. You get the brilliance that I possess, and you get my ability to deliver and connect with kids in a way. And sometimes, and so the problem is not isn't always having black men in. They they'll get black men in the classroom, but keeping them, the retention rate is low because
2: they can't control you. And that's scary to them. Hmm. All right. Well, tag along with the conversation as well. What are some uh, things that we could do to help brothers like Crum? Ed,
4: um, again, just making sure, just be that support for them Like, yo, what you need? I mean, do you need me? Seriously, like, if your kids aren't present with you, you know, making sure. my suggestion is, hey, making sure that you show up for everything, everything that is humanly possible, even if they're just giving out the perfect attendance award. I don't care if they or just a pop by. Just show
2: up. Show up. Real talk. Just be there. That's that's that one. OK, OK. We have a minute left and crumb. man. So now you had three brothers that are talking to you and they gave solutions for people in your situation. How practical thumbs down You know why they call the
1: projects a project? Because it's a project. This system is not broken. This is the way the system operates. Until we chant down Babylon, nothing will change. We can pray. We can march. We can wish. We can try to play get along game. But until we break the system, the the, the situation that we are in has been created for us. And until we remove the environment that has created our situation, we will never
2: get out of it. Bro, uh, you gave me the thumbs down I gotta give you the middle finger This is how it goes, man I understand that we're fighting against the system And the system is trying to make sure That we're not present The system is trying to make sure we're not providing The system don't want us there Because we're going to protect So we have to do exactly what the system Doesn't want us to do To chant down Babylon To bring down those chains Yo, yo, we, we gotta do those things, bro Now, I know this As a brother who's on the struggle right now It's hard to take the stuff that we're talking about As something that you can put in action right now I get that So I take your thumbs down bro I embrace it Hopefully you embrace my middle finger (laughs) And look We got about 30 seconds man So uh, real quickly Crumb, give me your socials and your movement I'm on uh, Crumb TV On YouTube, Crumb TV
1: 1 on Instagram Crumb TV 1 on Twitter Crumb TV on um on Facebook and uh Snatched on uh, everywhere podcasts can be found.
3: All right, Dan Trez What's your movements? What are your socials? Just go ahead and put in Dan Trez Omie at Google and you'll find me everywhere and with my killer tape at podcast.
0: They fly, they fly, they fly.
2: The views expressed on the Fly Guy podcast by the guests of the Fly Guy podcast are only the views of the guests unless we say we agree, unless explicitly stated. <laughs>
0: stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly.
2: Stay conscious. Stay fly.